Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Good Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome back to Chair Shot Radio, January 30th, 2021. My name is PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. Thank you, everybody that's been tuning into Chair Shot Radio and every every podcast you all been tuning into on the Chair Shot Radio Network. We really appreciate it. We're growing that listenership strong. We want to start rewarding you guys for listening. So don't forget to tune in Monday morning. We're going to start the process of giving away a Chair Shot t-shirt for all you faithful listeners. So not only that, tune in tomorrow morning, Kenny Killa and Just Jesse going to be joining me for a Royal Rumble preview. I can't wait for the Royal Rumble. Um, I know you guys are anxious to get back to listening to the second half of our Sin Bodhi interview. And thank you once again to Sin. What a great guy. What a great interview. Great content there. Uh, we're going to get to that shortly. First of all, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a chair shot t-shirt. We got something there for everybody. And speaking of something for everybody, head on over to thechairshot.com. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment check it out thechairshot.com always use your head without further ado sin bodhi the interview part two Speaking of the wrestling business and learning it the right way and, you know, keeping your mouth shut and your ears open and your eyes open, let's talk a little bit about Snake Pit Pro and what's going on with you and everything going on over there right now. I know you guys have been super successful for a while. DP's actually had a chance to be out by you guys and see everything. So let us know. Give us an update. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you for asking. And so, like, pretty much everything we've been talking about really i mean doesn't just that certainly doesn't involve me like when i'm i'm very selfless when it comes to wrestling like i think of me being part of this industry that i love and like there's an old school term that says if you want to be part of my industry then you better pull your weight like i don't need any soft entitled prima donnas running around trying to whatever or shitting the bed in the ring and killing the town because they're just exposing it for how crappy it is and again i don't care if it's funny sexy serious scary high flying uh, hardcore whatever do it well so the fans buy it that's it you know that's that's where where i kind of start and stop um you know as long as it is safe for the two dance partners the two players or however many players are in the match 
And as long as the fans are loving it, to me, that's correct. That's the right way to do it. So however you need to get that done via comedy, uh, sexuality, uh, violence, high-flying, weapons, whatever, so be it. Uh, sport monkeys, you know, whatever. However you need to get it done, entertain the fans and do it safely. Sell, sell tickets, make money. That's this is a show business, you know. So if you can do that, then then how, and if you can do that well, to me that's the correct way to do it, you know. Um, and so again, this uh, so far to me, really everything we've discussed has has orbited around uh, the question of like, how do I feel about those students and, and the, the wrestlers that that we've had a hand in, in training, like Zoe Stark, Karrion Cross, Chris Bay, and so forth, and many others. Um, I think it's the the cream rises to the top. Those those three specifically, and, and just about everybody that we've you know had a hand in, bust their fucking ass. Like they eat, sleep, breathe this stuff. Um, and when they're and they're already so talented, they get so talented so quick, and yet they want more. They pick your brain until you just you want to go home. My my wife, you know, I'm I'm, a, I'm afraid of no man or beast. My wife scares the shit out of me. She's barely five foot tall, you know. And, all the wrestlers, as soon as they hear the phone ring, they're like, ooh, the boss is calling, dinner's ready, but you can't go clown. You know? <laughs> yes, dear. Yes, I'm on my way. She's like, stop talking. Come home. You know, I'm like, yes, dear. Yes, yes dear. You know, so I'm like, I'm on my way. And uh, all those kids will pick uh, my brain or whatever coach's brain is there until we got a tap. You know, like, all right, I'd love to stick around, but I got to get home and, and put over the wife or I'm in the doghouse, you know, so sorry, fuckers. Um, but they would ask all these questions, like even walking out of the gym, like, all right, I'm like, okay, it's time to go. Got to go get the F out of my gym. They'll giggle, like, okay, they're taking off the knee pads, whatever. I'm kind of ushering and shushing them out of the building so I can shut the lights off and lock the doors or whatever. And there's and they're still like, hey, what do you think about this? And hey, what do you think about that? Like, they're just trying to get every little bit of juice out of you, which is great. Like, that just says they're hungry. And they want you like, I keep on, I, I can't even stop talking until I get into the car sometimes. Like they're like, follow me up to the car. And say, well, what about this? What about this? Well, let me ask you this. Or, hey, can I show you this? Uh, I have this piece of footage or, duh, duh, duh. you know, and next thing you know, like I get in the car like half an hour later and Karen's like, why, why aren't you home yet? I'm like, I was talking to the parking lot. They're like, get home, you motherfucker. <laughs> you know? So, you know, uh, I'm happy to have those conversations with those guys. I'm happy to get grief from the wife who's really just being silly to end up. Like she knows that I love what I do, so she's very, very cool about it. Um, but yeah, all the all those three that I just mentioned, and plenty others. You know, they just they do. They ask questions. They put in the work. They're in the gym every day. You know, like and and for all the young wrestlers listening, like you don't need to be a bodybuilder to be a pro wrestler. That's not what I'm saying. Like I don't need you to look like Rick Rude, and I do not need you to be as strong as Mark Henry. What I need you to do is look credible for whatever it is you're trying to portray. And I need you to be strong enough, winded enough, and balanced enough to pick up and put down your dance partner safely. If you can't do that, F off. Um, I remember just giggling, we had MVP. He was one of our last seminars that we had before all the lockdown protocols and all that bullshit. Um, and I just, I'm just using the term bullshit. I have no belief, whatever. Don't even get me started on that. So I just, I'm just being, just to turn a phrase. That's all I meant. So whoever's offended by me saying that, that's not what I meant. So just shut the fuck up. Um, but one of the last seminars we had was MVP, and he came in, and he's awesome. I love him. Great dude. Hassan is an awesome cat. And uh, he comes in, and he goes, and I'm just giggling. You know, I'm just kind of sitting there giggling. And 
he goes uh, to the effect of, if you can't give me 15 of your best minutes without puking on yourself and passing out and dropping me because you can't, you know, you can't hang, fuck off. So he's like, so take that for what it's worth. And so all the kids, you know, they're not used to They're used to me barking or Kenny King barking or D'Lo or, or Jake or, or somebody. But every time there's somebody new that they don't know, whether it's, you know, maybe a Jim Duggan or MVP or Hurricane or Gangrel or Al Snow, whoever, uh, Matt Hardy, whoever we've had as guests in the gym, we've had tons. And it's kind of like our school is sort of like a one-stop shopping of these awesome seminars. And, and every night there's a different coach, you know, like I teach Monday, Tuesdays. Uh, Kenny King has Wednesdays, like different coaches float in, everybody from Damari, TJP, you know. So our school is pretty fucking awesome, if I do say so myself, you know. But when they get used to hearing me or Kenny or whoever, they're like, okay, this is our normal coach, so we get cozy with them. But when they hear a Gangrel or a MVP or somebody say something like that, like Gangrel, one of the sweetest dudes ever. Uh, and I, I'd like to think I'm a pretty nice cat. And I think anybody that's trained with me or spent time in the locker room with me will probably say, oh, yeah, Bo, he's nice. You know, I'm a shithead next to Gangrel. Gangrel is so sweet, so nice, but, and there is a big giant butt. There is a, uh, what's, what, what's the, there's a Sir Mix-a-Lot giant butt in here. Uh, and the butt is, is when he gets pissed, he's going to old school coach let you know, what the fuck were you doing, motherfucker? Why the fuck, 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 fuck? You shut, oh, yes, I know, coach. You don't fucking know. That's why I'm fucking telling you, motherfucker, so shut your fucking mouth. You know, like, and, and he's a nice coach, you know. So, and just a nice guy. But, like, it's, it's always funny. Like, I always, I love going up to Gangrel and just kind of poking him in the elbow and be like, I know, I know. It's like, you don't even fuck, you know, I know why you're, why you're saying that because I know you're fucking just trying to wind me up. You know, like, fuck yourself, Bodie. You know, like, because, uh, like, his big pet, and all coaches have various pet peeves. You know, Tyson Dukes has his pet peeves, Dr. Thomas has pet peeves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Quackenbush, you name it. Every fucking coach has their pet peeves. And so Gangrel's pet peeve is the term I know. Because he's like, no. And again, just like I'll just repeat, he's like, you don't fucking know, or I wouldn't have to tell you if you did. So shut your fucking yap and absorb what I'm being kind enough to relay to you out of years of experience. So your kids at the school are kind of like kids in real life where after a certain amount of time the parents tell them to put their toys away and they just mouth off and walk away kind of but still listening but you bring in the stranger to tell them to put their toys away and it's oh shit yes sir yes sir i'm not sure if he loves me yet the other guy i know is gonna love me either way but you know what i mean yeah it's it's a comfortability for sure you know so they get used to us and they're all right Sin's bark, coach sin is bokeh barking or what okay it's fine you know he's gonna he's got this big softy he's gonna He's going to cool down as quickly as he heats up. And I'm never like, I'm never angry, excuse me, or hot or anything. Uh, but if I am barking and I will, especially in today's day and age, like again, to speak on how Undertaker referenced this modern day, to speak on this modern day, I always nightly say like, hey, when I'm barking, like I'll give you the answer to the fucking question. When I'm barking, it's not because I'm mad or anything. Like, I just want to see you all do well. I want you all to keep safe. So I'm kind of barking that importance in your head. But also, too, like, since there's not really crowds in the, the gym while you're training, and there's not really crowds anywhere right now, but to train and to listen to the crowd and to think under the duress of the yays and the boos and the show me your boobs and all the stupid shit people would chant, if I bark a little bit, it's kind of like a simulator for, for that. So if you can think under the duress of my barking, so if you guys could call a spot while I'm going, hurry, motherfucker, do this, go, 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 
go, what are you doing? You know, then it's like that simulates the stress of the crowd. So whereas like, you know, any monkey can pick up another monkey fresh and do a body slam or do a whatever, like it can mechanically show just about anybody how to do just about whatever. But when you're tired, when you're sweaty and slippery, when the fans are barking and screaming, when there's all the angst and, and uh, anxiety of, of live performing, that's a whole other ballgame. So that's again why we say practice how we play. So you can kind of get used to that stuff. So he just phoned his stuff and we're just gonna walk through his body slam or walk through his arm drag. Well, when it comes time to a live show, then that's kind of gonna what you're gonna do. And like, you're not gonna know how to switch those gears and turn it up and all this kind of stuff. And like you don't you don't just put a pilot in an airplane, like a brand new like sign up Jimmy, Jimmy and Dave just sign up to be pilots. So here, sign the waiver, hop in his airplane and practice. It's not how it fucking works put them in a simulator and on all this kind of stuff so you can throw all these curveballs at them to see how they handle this shit and when they get to a certain level then you stick them in a proper airplane and send them up you know but if if i just said hey give this guy a pile driver well, these guys will kill themselves you know so you have to show all, all these wrestlers baby steps and, and again guys like cross bay uh ladies like stark uh you know they're in there all the time practicing. If they're not in the pro wrestling gym, they're in the weight gym. If they're not in the weight gym, they're studying tapes and they're studying wrestling matches or they're studying promos or they're reading books or watching movies or some sort of intake of, of creative thought or creative, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, they're gathering, farting, get, gathering ammunition. Like and so forth. Like, you know, if, again, like I would reference this all the time. If you're Mel Gibson, and you got hired to be Braveheart. Okay, you're gonna start researching uh, how to do a decent Scottish accent. You're gonna think about this character and figure out, well, you have to understand this character. Well, what is he? All right, well, he's a Scottish Highlander, which basically makes him a, a kind of a hillbilly, a mountain hillbilly. He's a farmer, and then his parents get job when he's a kid, so he goes off with his uncle to France or wherever, and he learns various languages. He learns French and German or Italian or whatever. He learns a bunch of stuff. He learns how to fight, learns how to, you know, how to proper fight and not just like uh, you know the highlanders would just kind of be very savagey about it. they didn't go to highlander highlander wrestling academy you know they they, they didn't get it they didn't language. get a diploma no diplomas from highlander you yeah they didn't they didn't they, they didn't get a group on to learn how to be a highlander you know they they just stuff was just passed down from dad to son and so forth that kind of thing so this guy goes out with his uncle comes back was very well read very skilled fighter and and he just wants to be a farmer he just wants to find the love of his life, find a girl that he knew as a kid. He wants to grow up, grow old with her and have a farm and have a family. And then the evil tyrant comes in and just fucking puts a big fucking steamer on top of all of that. And then Braveheart has to find a way to, you know, he's got to fight for, you know, now that his family's jobbed, his, his new his new kind of fight is he's got to fight for his old country and all this stuff. And, and going through all that stuff so how he is he's empathetic and he's sympathetic like I, I always like those kind of characters that like the I think the best fighters want to fight last you know like they don't want to have to fight like it's a last resort like I would never pick a fight but I have no problems stopping a fight, finishing a fight and so forth so you know understanding a character like that takes research and takes time to study that character and understand who that character is so if you're a pro wrestler it can be very much you with the volume cranked, or if you're gonna really go out in left field and be something really outrageous that you don't know much about, we'll learn about it. You know, you should know what that character 
likes, dislikes, what that character has been through, and, and so forth. Like, again, you know, maybe going back to, I'll take a leap and say to my train, my main trainer, Jake the Snake. Um, you know, he would giggle to me and be like, do you think Andre the Giant gave a flying fuck about Damien? He could care less about Damien, and yet he sold it like he's going to have a heart attack because he educated the fans to go like, okay, people know, even though Jake's 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, whatever he is, he's still a fucking munchkin next to uh, Andre. How's he realistically going to beat this guy? So Andre, as the heel, educated the fans into going, he's deathly afraid of snakes because that's an easy leap. So many people are scared of snakes or, or clowns or spiders or whatever. There, there you go. Not clowns. You know. Clowns? <laughs> no, not, no, not clowns. Not clowns. We're good. Me and you are good. All right, so you need me to send you an a box of spiders or something? Oh, or don't do that them? either. No, snakes and spiders. Keep them. Keep them, Sin. You know, so, you know, it just educated in the crowd on on what the story is. So if you understand yourself, you can explain yourself. If you do not understand yourself, how do you expect anybody else to understand what you're doing? Well, I'm an ass kicker. Well, are you a foot shorter than whoever you're wrestling that night? Because then you're not the ass kicker. You're the basketball you know, you need to understand where you fit unabashedly in any given story. Like, I, I'm just shy of 6'2", 250. Sometimes I'm the big dude. Sometimes I'm the runt. It just depends on who I'm squaring off against. Sometimes I'm the good guy. Sometimes I'm the bad guy. And on that note, uh, again, an easy way to explain it to wrestling students or aspiring wrestlers, or even wrestlers that are still trying to figure it out. And they could be six months in or ten years in. They maybe haven't figured out a thing. I don't know. Some get it so quick and some never get it. Some get it late. You know, I was, a, I'm a stubborn learner. It took me a minute to figure out shit. I was a shits for so long. I just, you know, I was a, I was a bar fighter. I was a bodyguard. I do all this stuff like for shoot, a tournament fighter, I do all these things for a shoot. But I was, a lot of time I was playing wrestling because I loved it so much. I thought, well, this is what wrestlers do. And the moment you put that down and, and just think with your, your wits and your instinct and your heart, you're going to get a lot better. So if you know how to actually sell what you're going through, like I see all these guys and girls doing um, all these terrible things to each other in the ring and then just getting up and shaking it off like very forgivably. Like, oh, it's cool. You poke me in the eyes. It's fine. My eyes are jacked. It's cool. My eyes are perfectly cool. I'm just going to give you this awesome arm drag. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, like a, a, a thumb in the eye isn't counter wrestling. Like if, I grab a hammerlock and then you reverse and you grab a hammerlock. I'm not so much as mad at you. We've just we're just out wrestling each other. We're counter wrestling each other. So okay. But the minute we poke each other in the eyes or chop each other in the throats or kick each other in the knee or the junk or pop each other in the ears, that's not counter wrestling. That's assault. So if the wrestler doesn't re if the wrestler is too stupid or un like with no instinct to realize that they just got assaulted and insulted. Well, that, I, I don't want to cheer for that buffoon. Who wants to cheer for a dope? You know, I want to cheer for somebody who knows they got wronged and is pissed about it and is trying to fight from the bootstraps to make it right. That's the person I want to cheer for. So I'll cheer for Braveheart. I'm not going to cheer for the sniveling little, uh, you know, bishop or, or whomever, duke or earl that is selling his soul to the devil because he's a spineless little fuck. That's not the person you want to cheer for. You know, so I just feel like more and more people are, are gravitating that way because that's the easier way to go. The harder plight is the plight of the babyface, where people in life are entitled and, uh, oh, it's you know, I, I'm uh, I'm triggered because I I I, I you know, identify as a champion. Yeah, do you identify with doing any fucking like work to make that happen? You know, so like it, it you know, okay, 
if you're, how many times have you ever, have you ever, if, if ever, have you uh, got hit, uh, kind of like hit with a, a, a handful of red lights and you're on your way to somewhere you got to get and you're pissed at those red lights, you're, you know, whether you're screaming inside your car, you're road raging at these red lights, or you're just livid, whatever the case is, right? Either way, have you ever got really, really pissed at a red light? Oh, yeah. Just one, at the light for being a red light. 100%. We're cock blocking you into going where you need to go, right? Douchebag, so, son of a bitch, red light. Right. So, how is it that you as a human would get angrier at a fucking red light, it's little robot lasers, you're angrier at this little fucking blinky light than you are at an opponent trying to uh, cripple you, deafen you, uh, suffocate you, blind you, uh, by you know poking you in the eyes, kicking you in the junk, wrapping you in the ears, kicking you in the knee, whatever. Like, why, why do wrestlers not get mad at each other for that shit? And the ones that do are the ones that are great sellers and can get can sell and register and put the shit over and generate empathy, sympathy, uh, hate, love, all these things. Like, I, I have zero problems with all the fancy, cool spots. Awesome, do the spots. Just know how to set the table with those spots. Know how to get mileage out of those spots. So like if if you want to uh, do you know if you want to do an eye gouge, fine. We'll just if soon as you throw it away and you're like it's cool, man. My eyes are jacked. Just whip me off the ropes. I'll be fine and take this drop kick. Well, now we're both dopes. You've just turned. We both just kind of cut our nose to spite our face by showing people that it's not important. It's just phony baloney. But if you sold that eye gouge like bloody murder. And then now it is no longer a wrestling contest. Now it is a fight. People go, oh shit, how is Ricochet gonna hit uh, Drew McIntyre with his uh, uh, triple quadruple Lindy uh, uh, Schneebitz driver uh, V trigger bomb, you know, uh, if he can't uh, see or if he got kicked in the knee and Drew is is chewing on that leg and he doesn't have a leg to climb up the top of, how is Ricochet gonna get it done, you know, like, can start asking yourself those sort of internal questions of peril. You know, like Dusty Rhodes used to say, baby, we'll sell you the whole thing, but you only want to need the edge. You know, like to, to paint these pictures, uh, to be credible. Again, I, I can reference all these coaches. Dusty was a coach. Al Snow was a coach. Jake was a coach. Ron Hutchinson was a coach. Uh, Al Snow, Dr. Tom, these guys, Rip Rogers were all coaches that I spent a lot of time with. And so a lot of what I'm saying is stuff that uh, from their mouth to my ears and also stuff that I just accrued again in that, in that Ultron mode of just traveling around, wrestling all these old school dudes and different dudes and whatever, learning all these lost art tricks. So like the problem with just the fancy high spots without the nitty gritty, like the stuff that Undertaker was talking about, um, it's like Tinder. So these spots are just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. What next? What have you done for me lately? And that's going to mean for a shorter career because you're going to beat the shit out of your body and, and so forth. And I would like to see all these guys and girls wrestle for as long as they want, not because they have to force retire because they can't do anything anymore. So whereas not the Tinder stuff, but now if we really work on the characters and the selling and the empathy and the hate and the love and all that, now we're generating relationships that last forever. So now it is you that is getting over and not your moveset. So like, you know, you've seen, you know, old school, 70 year old, whatever, Roddy Piper waddle to the ring or Dusty Rhodes waddle to the ring to make an appearance on Raw or SmackDown and people lose their fucking minds. Well, you know, he, they're not gonna do a sleeper, let alone a dropkick, let alone a shooting star press, let alone a dive. 
and yet you lose your mind when you see one of those cats come down to the ring. And then uh, on the other note, you see guys on an indie show or some such doing some flippy whatever stuff, but they're not selling it or they're not setting it up right. And then it's just wham, bam, thank you, man. Like they're like, okay, well, that was neat, but what next? You know, so what, you know, look at where the weight of, of, of what you're trying to sell there. Are you selling emotion and credibility and character you can stick your teeth into and like an Undertaker or like a Roddy Piper, like a Jake the Snake, like a Macho Man, uh, like a Triple H, like Rogue Warriors, like Edge, uh, all these different, so many characters, you know, Stone Cold, just the list goes on and on. Or are you just going to be some guy on a show doing stuff? It, to me, it's... Like, I'm a rock star, not part of an ant farm. To me, it, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you saw Raw um, yesterday or not, and Edge had his promo on Raw, but when Edge comes out and gives his promo on Raw this past Monday, I'm like, oh, there's promo. There's a promo again. Like, hey, kiddos, here, here's a promo for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. Sorry, my wife just was calling in, and I cock-blocked her, so uh, I think I, mi- I missed like two seconds of you as I was trying to hit pause and unpause and no, you're good to go. I'm just saying, like, to me, that that's that's a promo. Like, hey, kids that are coming up and not wondering why your character isn't catching on, listen to guys like Edge and things of that nature. I used to say when everybody was pissed off at Ric Flair was still wrestling in the mid-2000s in WWF. Well, if he wasn't still better than 90% of you in the ring, he wouldn't be out there. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah, no, like, yeah, well, listen to the best of the best and – you know, like Edge and I could talk wrestling all day, and, and we we don't really. But as we do, he's always just kind of giggling because it's just like you know we're Nick and Adam, so we're we're joking about you know toys, or we're talking about our kids, or you know we're we're lifelong buddies, so we don't really talk a lot about wrestling. And then when we do, he just kind of giggles, and I'm like, "What's up?" He's like, "I just always just I'm looking at at us as Nick and Adam, like I just." You know, like, I, I forget that you have been doing this for over 20 years and you know your shit. Like, it's like talking to another wrestler that I, you know, just met, even though I've known you since we were children, you know, and we just kind of giggle because we, we do. We, we, you know, when we're on, when we get on the phone with each other, you know, as, as he put over his fucking book a hundred years ago, fatty, fat kid, uh, you know, fat. So I wasn't going to bring it up. Yeah. No, it's all good. Um, <laughs> But you know, Christian was was uh, uh, Jaybird or, or Fatso or whatever, and uh, Fat Kid, and Adam was Fatso, and I was Fatty. You know, so it was just what we call each other. So you know, we get on the phone and we don't don't start talking about wrestling. We just we call each other Fat for about a minute or two. Just, you're Fat, no, you're fat, 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 fat. We sing fat songs, and like whoever's around us just looks at us like we're complete idiots. And then we taper into some kind of very immature conversation about toys or we joke about our kids or our pets or something and uh rarely do we talk about wrestling and when i when i got to see uh him uh not too long ago uh, kind of in between the, the the protocol shutdowns all that jazz and we bullshitted about wrestling for a little bit and he was just like i keep on forgetting you know your shit like i keep on forgetting you're a fucking you know doing this for over 20 years like shit you're smart you know and uh i'm like yeah <laughs> you know, and so we bust each other's chops like like buddies do. But um, but knowledge is knowledge, and I think these young kids need to kind of realize like, hey, um, knowledge is is a uh, is strength, and and just to dismiss knowledge because it offends us would be a mistake. 
Yeah, I couldn't, you know, couldn't agree more. Too. Like, you know, I'm, just, I'm not talking about, you know, this, this can apply to wrestling and life and history, but like, if you don't look at history, you're doomed to repeat it. Like, you know, so take that for what it, what it's worth. And that, that applies to everything, life, the universe and everything, let alone wrestling. But yeah, there you go. but I, I'll, I will, I will preface everything I've just said by I'm a guy that wears bunnies and duckies on his boots for a living. So <laughs> what the fuck do I know? You know plenty, my friend. You know plenty. I've learned a lot from talking with you over the years. I'm looking behind you, and I've seen some tweets and things of that nature. The wrestling figures. Like, I absolutely love them. What's going on with you in that right now? Uh, Well, again, due to, like, these COVID lockdowns and, you know, shows really being few and far between. Like, there are little shows, but, I mean, there's hardly anybody at the shows or, you know, like, power to WWE and AEW and Impact and all these shows that are putting on shows whether there's fans or no excuse me, no fans, I'm coffee burping on you I apologize um, but there, I mean there's no fans at these shows like you know the Thunderdome and all these things and you know uh, the show must go on and I think while everybody is you know stuck in their homes like rats in cages you know, I think wrestling, like the whole argument early in the in the pandemic, was oh, well, wrestling's not essential. You know, um, taking our minds off of uh, being boxed up is essential. You know, I think so. Wrestling was just one of the only things that really put his big boy pants on and fucking did that. You know, everything else had to had to shut down or chose to shut down. So wrestling kept on trucking. You know, of those various companies. And so I'm very proud to be in in an in industry that did that, you know. Like I want to keep everybody safe. I'll like I hate wearing those fucking masks, but I'll do it just to pull my weight. Whatever, whatever I think about it, either way, I'm doing it. So nobody can squawk at me because I'm fucking wearing them, you know. But I just think like there's so many things that are you know that we've been robbed of, of doing like doing these shows or whatever. But like I think sanity is is such a, a, a thing that people aren't realizing. And everybody's like, does everybody get, get triggered about this or this is offensive about that or you can't say this, but it's okay to just crawl the walls at home. And I mean, you know, suicide through the roof, alcoholism is through the roof, uh, spousal abuse and child abuse and animal abuse is through the roof, you know? So I'm pretty sure people need a distraction, you know? And if wrestling's gonna do that, like, and again, talking about the masks, like I appreciate being safe and washing your hands and doing all, anything that's reasonable, that makes sense, common sense. You know, like I'm not a sheep, I don't follow and do whatever. I just, I'm a wolf, I'm a baby face wolf. I try to use my own common sense. I try to take people's feelings and health into account. Try to, how could I do the best I can for, for everyone around? And I'll, I will, but having said that, like without these shows, like the, the shows have robbed, the, the lack thereof has robbed me of about 90% of my uh, income and you know I, I want to earn my keep and like until the pandemic I was flying driving planes trains automobiles somewhere one two three four times a week all over the world and now you know it is a fraction of that and, and for me yes I want to keep everybody safe yes I wash my hands yes I wear my fucking mask but I would wrestle 10 ninjas in a bucket full of AIDS and alligators if it meant keeping my family fed and sheltered and so forth. And as a Canadian with a proper green card to live in the States where I love, I love it here and I want to earn my keep as a, as a 
as a, uh, a legal resident, I can't take any stimulus money. I can't take any fucking any of that stuff or it will negate my green card. You know, so if I just if I just got here miraculously, you know, if I just hopped a fence, um, I could get all that stuff without any penalty. But since I paid through the ass for all the right paperwork to be here and did it all the right way, I'm going to get penalized for reaping any benefits. And it's fine. I don't want it. I don't want it. I just want to earn my keep. Like I came to, I came to the States to follow my dreams and to not just dream about my dreams, but to make them happen. And I have. Like I've seen the world over so many times. I've lived 10 lives. Like I've ridden horses on beaches. I've driven motorcycles through deserts. I've swam in oceans. I've uh, climbed mountains. Uh, you know, I've, I've got put over in every single club that was mentioned in every single Motley Crue song ever. You know, like I've lived, you know, so I have nothing to complain about that. And that is all due to wrestling. So I owe wrestling a lot. It owes me nothing. I simply want to earn my keep. So again, very, uh, uh, like a, a long story, a short story long, um, getting back to those toys like those toys are something from my childhood, um, something from an era that I really enjoyed. Um, and so they're, they're like antiques and I refurbish them or I chop shop them into other new things. And that has been sort of like a little side income again, uh, short story long, um, since I can't wrestle every week, um, selling those little custom toys is, is put a dent in what I am missing from my ma making money at the merch table, making money from the promoters, uh, wrestling, traveling and wrestling. So, and, and it does like my brain is a hornet's nest. So dialing into these little toys and just zoning out, dumbing out helps me kind of forget about the planet for a minute. Can I just say that I've, I've looked at a lot of what you've done and it, it looks awesome. And I've grown up with the same stuff and have all this stuff too. And, and I think it's awesome what you're doing. You've seen the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin, right, with Steve Carell? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I see the opposite of Steve Carell when he's painting his little figures. I see oh, but I see you with the same micro with the same glass and the same intensity, but it's just it's Sinbodi there and it, and it that to me that's awesome. So let let's th this this could be the picture I could I could paint as far as that. Like um if Undertaker Again, going back to the Joe Rogan thing, if Undertaker starred in 40-Year-Old Virgin, that's me, minus the 40-Year-Old Virgin part. You know, like, I'm this gruff old, funny, old-timey, you know, I feel very much like Demolition Man every day. I look around, I feel like I need to wipe my ass with three shells, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. And yet I'm sitting here, my my thing isn't video games, my thing wasn't playing cards in the locker room. I just, I like these toys. I, I, could, I could be bothered with articulated figures and all that, so I don't, whatever. Like, I love comic books. I can't go into a comic store because, like, I got to feed my family and I'll just be like a kid in a candy shop and I want to buy everything. So I just know I can't go in there. Can't order anything online. Can't, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. I'm not going to go in the local store because I'll just, oh, this, oh, maybe just this, and, oh, this. And the money I should have spent on groceries is going to go up in, in X Men comics or Spider Man comics or whatever. <laughs> um, so these toys is kind of, it's a hobby that helps distract me while we're in this fucking shit show. And and I, I sell a few and I make a couple bucks. So it kind of is like a self-paying hobby that I can actually, you know, make a few bucks to, to so I can put food on the table and so forth. And to save my sanity, I mean, we're all like that is our that's the thing that is going down the shitter with all this stuff. You know, some people are happy, some people are not. And I just think um, don't get me started. I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, joking before we got online here. Like I'm not going to incriminate 
myself by talking a whole lot about real life on here, but I just think, you know, there's a lot of great things and there's a lot of shitty things, but uh, I sure would really like for the day to come back where I could actually just earn my keep. I, you know, I don't want nothing for free. I'm not a victim. I want to do for myself. And if somebody gets mad at me for saying that, then you know where you can put that keyboard, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all looking forward to gentlemen like yourself and others coming back and showing us, uh, you know, all that hard work putting in, put in, put it into a match in the wrestling ring and telling that story. We all appreciate that. Um, I appreciate all your time and all the times we've gotten to talk. I don't know how much longer you got here. This has been awesome to talk with you and listen to everything that you have to say. And I appreciate it. I know our fans appreciate it. Um, I know you have a couple shows coming up and I want you to promote those. I got one non-wrestling question for you. Listening to you talk about Ultron and comic books. Have you had a chance to catch or uh, are interested in, in uh, the new Marvel sitcom WandaVision? Uh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, all right. Well, if you... Sorry, yes, I do. I'm sorry, I just spoke out of my ass. Yes, with the Vision and then the Scarlet Witch and all that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw a little, like, I just uh, didn't even see the clip of it. I just saw the like the, the picture for it. I was like, what the heck? And then I realized what it was. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. So, But I haven't even seen or read anything on it. I haven't saw any kind of trailer. Gotcha. Right. I'm sure it'll be cool. And I'm not that, like, I love comic book movies, Marvel and DC and all the other, like, I'm the, the uh, you know, auxiliary, for lack of a better term, companies. Um, I'm again I'm not that nerd that wants to pick apart everything and be offended like I can't believe the Tobey Maguire's web shooters were, were uh, skin. like everybody knows he's got the web shooters you know like shut the fuck up just enjoy the fucking thing it's better than you could have made so enjoy that there's a Spider-Man movie if you're a Spider-Man fan dummy you know but I, I giggle like again going back to the Simpsons like I just but hearing the aloof know-it-all armchair quarterback mentality like this looks like a job for Ghost Rider Aquaman or Shazam possibly Wonder Woman like yeah, yeah. fuck up yeah. you calling me fat hmm isn't that rich <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so um, yeah so there, there you go that's, that's all I do. just thought I'd ask real quick uh, you know talking hearing you go about comic books and everything who is your favorite comic book character of all time uh, I, I would think Spider-Man because he's a true babyface. Like he's an underneath. He's like a he's a web flinging Ricky Morton, just the same as Luke Skywalker. He's an intergalactic Ricky Morton. He's fighting from the bootstraps. He's got a, you know, you know whether it's Spider-Man or Luke Skywalker, they gotta they fight from underneath all the way up the card, and they gotta navigate you know different villains and J. Jonah Jameson and Dr. Octopus and Green Goblin and all these things and he's got to get the heat of getting grief from his professors and his girlfriend because he's just this high school kid that's pinched pennies so there's a lot of sympathy and empathy for him like he's not Bruce Wayne where he's got billions so he can do whatever the fuck he wants and he's got like this like this you know 60 year uh, mommy daddy issue like yeah we all know your parents got jobs in an alley fucking get over it like alright you know fuck enough you know, I'm so tri Joker triggers me, kill my parents. You know, like, whereas Spider Man, I can get behind sympathy wise. Or Luke Skywalker, he gets his family fucking job. Then he's like, fuck, what do I do? I got to find a coach. He trips over Ben Kenobi. And then he's got to go through all this shit. He's got to go through outer space and never been anywhere. He's just this little farm boy. And then he, there's a princess and there's monsters and there's stormtroopers and there's lasers. And there's, and then waiting for him is this top card main event heel who's destroying planets for the fuck of it. Like, so Luke's got this giant uphill battle. He's not getting over on anybody. He's squeaking little small package, little hope spots stuff all the way through, just like the Avengers are doing so to Thanos or the Rebel Alliance is doing to the 
first order or dark order or nwa or whatever the fuck they're called you know all this stuff like they're not they're not hitting giant high spots they're squeaking out little fucking itsy bitsy hope spots and that's what keeps you on the edge of your your seat so i don't even remember what the question was i just flung off into some tangents so it's all good man <laughs> it's, our, there's the short answer spider-man our our whole conversation has kind of been connected like if you think about it where we started with the kids and everything and, and paying your dues and, and keeping your ears open and investing in yourself and in a storyline and in the future i i I just really love the conversation we've had. You got anything else to wrap that up? I don't want to keep you forever. I know you got a busy day. The wife's bugging you. You got the kids to take care of today and everything else. She's never bugging me. She's, I love you, sweetheart. Yes, I yes. You. I shouldn't. Yeah, I apologize. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus like that. I mean, the wife is adamantly yeah. wondering, so what I, is your status? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, real, real life is always, uh, you know, interesting. Like, got to take the kid to dance. You got to do this. You got to walk the dogs. You got to, you know, we got snakes and tortoises and chickens and dogs and cats so a lot of rescue kind of stuff so there's that and then you know hitting the gym god forbid god forbid all y'all wrestlers should at least know somebody named jim let alone hit a gym um you know just 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 make it a little bit better again you don't got to win any contests you know just just make it as good as it can be you know don't destroy yourself just this is for you this is longevity this is aesthetic uh uh building and this is an aesthetic industry um, and just mechanically for the longevity of your career, like buys, you know, hitting the gym. So you got to do that. Uh, I got to work on a bunch of custom orders from a little, from a little dudes. So again, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I am the undertaker, 40 year old virgin. So maybe that's, uh, that's what I took out of this entire conversation. That's your new, that's what I realized. That's your new gimmick. Yeah. I, I remember uh, being in a locker room one night at SmackDown and I walked in and undertaker sitting there and he's like, what are you doing tonight? Jizz. I'm like, well, we're taking Justin Roberts out for his birthday, sir, Mr. Taker, sir. You go, where are you guys going? You go, uh, I was so embarrassed that I was like, uh, I think we're going to Chuck E. Cheese. He's like, man, you just had this such a look of dis, you know, uh, uh, disapproval. You just like, uh, I remember we used to, we, we celebrated birthdays a lot different back in my day, and I'm like. I wish, brother. I wish. <laughs> I, so. I I say this in jest, but maybe it's because Chuck E. Cheese has video games. I mean, I don't know. Like I I love the Chuck E. Cheese robots. <laughs> you know, I can't really can't really uh, say that I'm an aficionado on Chuck E. Cheese pizza or, or pasta, or whatever it is they have over there. But but I'm down with those uh, those uh, music playing robots for sure. Actually, I have some. If you scroll somewhere down, maybe on my social media, like. Way long time ago, uh, one of my good buddies, Tom Devlin, has uh, Tom Devlin's Haunted Museum in Boulder City, which is just uh, a few miles from where I live. Like I'm in on the edge of Vegas, and uh, he's got all these wonderful horror, you know, statues and monsters and different things. It's really an awesome spot. Uh, that that was the first dude who I had custom make me those uh, pigs masks uh, way back in in the day. And a good friend of mine. And why was I, I was bringing this up? I just brain farted. Lost. Why the fuck was I tell, telling you that? What the hell was it? Re- rewind me for a second. Why was I? Why was I? Heck, was I? You were talking, talking about, about oh, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he he got um, without the skins, like the mouse head and the whatever, like without the the puppet stuff, like the the character stuff. He had just the mechanics. This whole entire Chuck E. Cheese band. It looks so creepy, these little mechanical robots. So we put all my pig's masks on each one. So somewhere on my, maybe in my Facebook or some somewhere, I guess it might be on all of my social media, but you have to scroll down. This is quite a while ago, but I guess the easiest place to find it would be if you just scroll to my Facebook pictures. 
And there's like, so I'm standing here in my in my stuff, in my outfit with my pig's mask and all these Chuck E. Cheese robots with pig's masks. That's pretty icky photo. It's you know, it's kind of creepy for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm down with Chuck E. Cheese. I just remember the look of disappointment on Undertaker was just kind of the funniest thing, you know. And and um, I really would like to put him over, like say, like not that he fucking needs it from little old me. Like you know, it's not like Undertaker needs Kizarni to put him over. But I'm just saying, like to validate being one of those rare dudes that is somewhere in the breach between old school and new school. He was always cool. He and it didn't have to. Who's gonna fucking give that guy grief if he was a dick to you? You know, he was always cool. He was always helpful. He was always concerned. And if that's if that is what it means to be, you know, toxic masculinity, like what people are bitching about him about, so fucking be it. And I'm proud to to say that you know he was, uh, you know, uh, I had those those little bump in the night interactions with him at, at SmackDown. Again, I think I told the story on that one of those syndiculous episodes, but like I put my hand in my bag one night and I had a razor because I would have my beard all shaped in those weird designs. And I just nicked my finger on the, the uh, razor and it was like I got juice big time because it was just a little thin cut from a little blade, you know? And he's like, kids, you okay? And I'm like, uh, it's just a boo-boo, Mr. Taker, sir. He's like, and for I swear for the next month, every time I'd walk in, kids, how's your boo-boo? You know, so it was just funny to hear Undertaker use the word boo-boo, but he I, he cared. He remembered out of all the fucking things that dude would have to remember, you know, uh, whatever he had going on, which I'm sure was a ton more than I did at that moment. And yet he would remember just to ask me about the little boo-boo I had on my fucking finger. So, I mean, he cares. He gives a shit. You know, if he saw you doing something that he liked, he'd tell you. If he saw you doing something he didn't like, he'd tell you, you know, and he'd tell you nicely. Like, you tell you seriously, like, you're like, okay, um, I got you. Yes, sir. You know, but... He would tell you something for your benefit. Everything he said during that Joe Rogan thing, wrestlers should take to their benefit, even if it's stuff they didn't want to hear or are offended to hear. They should listen to, why is this motherfucker saying this stuff? As opposed to just jumping to the you know, the worst of it or the most sensitive of it. Like, hear his fucking words. Like, he never once ever said he prefers guns and knives to video games. He didn't say that. But a lot of people that are just itching to find the shits in anything that's what they're gonna find you know mother Teresa could come on and say something these days somebody's gonna be like you believe what mother Teresa said we're not equal we're not this you know like shut the fuck up she meant well you know give me a break so um there you go I I agree it's a, it is a problem in society 100% so uh, when you want to learn something you gotta shut up and take it with a grain of salt and keep your ears open you know I just think to have a conversation, to have a debate, to have a healthy argument, you need to hear both sides of the story. Um, if only one person in that argument or that debate or that conversation is willing to listen, that's not a conversation. That's an ultimate, you know? So like, and for people to have these half-handed disclaimers on, well, I'm a good person, I'm open-minded, unless you're wrong, you know, unless you don't believe what I believe, like, or unless you're this, or unless you're that, you know, like bullshit, you know, you should be able to debate with whomever and have a healthy conversation. Perhaps both of you will exit that conversation being smarter and more empathetic and more sympathetic to the other person's plight, as opposed to just looking to dish out your superiority or your angst or your whatever, you know, again, any idiot can destroy it. The FU is the quickest place, quickest destination in the world to get to is FU. But 
if you you know use kindness patience creativity empathy sympathy you know it might take a lot longer it might be a lot more elbow grease but the payoff will be much better I think that's great advice for everybody in all walks of life, especially uh, in these kind of times. Sin, you're the man. I always thank you for talking to me. Tell me what's coming up. I know you got a couple of shows coming up. Southern Honor Wrestling, I believe. Um, Towers, big dude you're facing February, early February. A few things coming up in this next in this next week. This just uh, was sprung up on me. We were going to do uh, an FSW show last week, and it was postponed. Um uh, one of the one of the wrestlers had COVID, and then since then is you know, cleared and all that stuff. And everybody's been clear, like everybody before they could come back to school had to take tests and all that stuff. And you know we train in the mass, and it's just such a fucking pain in the ass. But we're just doing everything we can to respect the protocols and, and all that stuff. So we're doing that. So the show is rescheduled for this Saturday. So I'll be wrestling Joe Graves, who's a bad motherfucker out of Arizona. Um, really good a good dude and a bad motherfucker uh he's a buddy of mine so what that means is when two wrestlers like each other it's go time that's the good stuff right there so uh i believe you'll be able to see it on twitch uh, if you go to future stars wrestling msw um and then the following week as you just pointed out i will be in southern honor wrestling um in the atlanta area uh so that'll be a lot of fun yeah i'm gonna wrestle like a 10 foot tall dude tower uh, I want to say he's about seven foot, seven and change, whatever he is. Uh, I met him one time uh, wrestling at Pro South in Alabama. And he's a big boy, let me tell you, big cat. And I cannot wait to put my climbing boots on and hike that motherfucker. So it's going to be a good time. And then the following night at Rocket City Wrestling in Huntsville, Alabama, Hazel Green, Alabama, just inside of Huntsville, um, I'll be uh, in action the following night. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So. The only other one I saw coming up here at the end of February, I think it is Atomic Revolution Wrestling. Now yeah, um, I got I got to ask you I got to ask you a question because the match is booked from what I've seen. What exact yeah. What exactly is a Chapter Five All Out War? <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 not to undersell it, but that's pretty much going to be anything with me in a ring uh, until all this COVID fucking nightmare goes away because. I am so pent up. I am so frustrated with this fucking planet and how people are being these days. I find hardly anything funny. And I think not only are people, not only is the pandemic and these politicians robbing all of us of our livelihoods and whatever, they're robbing us of our sense of humor and our, our you know, our just our existence. So who the fuck ever stares across from me in a wrestling ring is getting a full blown fucking what did you say a five five chapter of pier six uh <laughs> meltdown um so put your fucking dukes up kitties because whoever's getting in that ring with me you are gonna get uh exactly what undertaker was talking about you're getting you're getting that crusty old motherfucker that is looking at your throat i'm gonna take that adam's apple as a trophy and if that sounds too scary for some you know opponent then don't fucking sign your waiver don't get in the ring just stay on your keyboard and talk about what an actual i am but uh, otherwise, uh, so in that match, I guarantee you, uh, will be uh, at Atomic Wrestling in Florida, uh, which I believe the show has moved to Melbourne because I guess they, they got a bigger building where they had a bigger, you know, the protocol says they have certain amount of people allowed in. So I think the show is starting to sell out where they had to literally move the building. So that's a cool, cool deal. Um, and my tag partner is my longtime rival, Techno Destructo from Guar. 
I always giggle when I see something when we've done something with each other, whether it's wrestle or whatever. Like, man, that choir impersonator looks really spot on. Like, that's the real fucking guy, you idiots. You know? <laughs> uh, so now, this will be the first time we have tagged. Uh, we've always been at each other's throats. So now we will be partners. And we are going to wrestle uh, Zachy Monstar, who is my kid. He's like eight foot young, half my age version of me. He always calls me dad, little motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Ryzen from AEW. And uh, I've known him for quite a long time. I have a lot of respect for all three of these dudes I'm going to be in the ring with. And I cannot wait to dig my claws into Ryzen. These, these sweet, these 10-digit tickle knives, uh, you know, they're going to be crawling across Ryzen's throat like a thousand itsy-bitsy spiders, and his congregation is you know, going up the water spout, let me tell you. And I cannot wait to get my hands on that one because he's a fun dude, and, and he's going to he's gonna put out, I'm going to put out, Zachy Monstar is going to put out, Guar's Techno Destructor is going to put out, and it's going to be fucking awesome. And then, not to mention, there's you know, Headbangers versus The Ascension, you know, JTG, Shannon Moore, I just, uh, I think he's Slater, uh, the list is on and on, like, a stacked show, I cannot wait to see a lot of the guys I haven't seen a lot of time, I haven't seen Keith since uh, a few years back at the WWE Hall of Fame, I want to say, uh, this is maybe the San Francisco Hall of Fame, I think, uh, when they did uh, WrestleMania there, in Bay Area, um, so it's going to be a lot of fun, it should be great time for the fans because there's a stacked show. There's so many great local wrestlers too. Like I just mentioned, the road guys that I know, uh, but it's going to be a great show. And all, all of those shows, uh, FSW, Southern Honor, Rocket City, uh, Atomic, they're all going to be wonderful shows. And I, I can't wait to perform on those shows. I cannot wait for however many fans they allow in the building is fine with me. I don't care if they squish a million fans into that building. I'll be just fine with me. You know, they're wearing their masks. They're safe. Uh, so there you go. Um, and I, I can't wait. I just can't wait. And yeah, whoever's in the ring, boy, oh boy, get ready for full full tilt. What'd you say? Five, five, uh, chapter, five chapter, chapter five, all out war. Tar and feather, <laughs> nuclear meltdown. You know, it's it's uh, some strong tickling, crocodile kissy face. All of it's gonna happen. You know, funnel cakes and and, and eye gouges and <laughs> the melt the meltdown at Chernobyl ain't got shit on Sin Bodhi. Let's put it that way. I'm going to be wearing my 5 billion sunblock because it's going to be a fucking meltdown. <laughs> and it's... So, there you go. Folks, if you're in any of those areas and you want to go check out those shows, please do. Please do. Please be safe when you go and please go and support the wrestlers. Go support the wrestling community. We all love this business so much. So get out of the house. Go support the indie wrestling shows, especially whenever you can. Um, Sin, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and get more information on, on everywhere you're going to be. Awesome, thank you. Uh, so if you guys want to buy one of my uh, T-shirts, uh, go to Pro Wrestling Tees, Sin Bodhi, S-I-N-N-B-O-D-H-I. There's also a Freak Show Wrestling store on Pro Wrestling Tees, so that's, that's all me, Freak Show or, or Sin Bodhi, that's me. Um, all of my social media, Facebook, Twata, and uh, Instagram, uh, Sin Bodhi, S-I-N-N-B-O-D-H-I, and I'll always have all the different plugs for the shows for my little toys if you want a custom toy whether you want one of yourself you want one of your favorite star or you want one of your buddy or whatever the heck is um, I'll do that for you I've got a bunch of uh, really cool orders to fill as we get off here between talking to you and hitting the gym talking to a guy named Jim I'm going to work on the dolls again Undertaker 40 year old virgin is, is my is my daily schnabitz um, so if you want that you'll see all that on my social media and if you are a wrestler wrestling student or any industry uh, 
you know, oriented uh, person, you're welcome on the snake pit. It's on Facebook. It's a private thing. Uh, no offense to the fans. It is just simply, uh, again, like how, you know, uh, pot, uh, busted open radio or something to wrestle with and all these different wonderful, really very educational podcasts and entertaining podcasts. And they're talking about, you know, behind the curtain and all that jazz. Whereas we, we have this not for the fans because we're mechanically talking about that stuff. So not that it's the end all be all and not trying to hide the fans or disrespect the fans. It's just, it's just more of a safer place for maybe some of the older school coaches that don't want to talk about that stuff in front of fans because they want to entertain the fans. Um, and protect the fans from the suspension of disbelief. So if you are a student or a wrestler or some such industry, uh, you're welcome to be on Snake Pit Pro on Facebook. Just just go to Snake Pit Pro Wrestling Academy and there's a, a private link to the, like that's the public page, but the, the Snake Pit Pro online thing is the private link. You'll see the link on there. So it's all relatively easy to find. But if you just go to Sinbodi, whether you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you'll find you'll find links to all that shenanigans. Well, I've learned I've I've learned two things today. One, I don't care who you are, stay off of Sinbody's front lawn. And two, and two, whenever you're around Gangrel, just grab him by the elbow and let him know, I know. I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It, it only helps his tan because he goes beat red as soon as he, like he's like Yosemite Sam, where like you see the red just kind of getting higher and higher until his whole body is red and then smoke comes out of his little cartoon smoke comes out of his ears it'd be awesome so uh just make sure you got your 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 sneakers on make sure you can run quick because that is a 280 pound vampire um yeah run for your life so say i know and then be prepared to sprint sin thank you again my friend i appreciate it i hope everything continues to go well for you and uh hopefully this country opens up back sooner or later so we can all enjoy more of your talents Oh, thank you very much. I hope it opens up so we can all enjoy ourselves and we can all do our thing and, and, and all that jazz. So uh, I will tell you the same thing. I sign off the same way on Snake Pit every day. And, uh, these are words I totally mean. Be safe, be smart, be kind. And a big thanks once again to Sin Bodhi. I always enjoy catching up with him. It's always a great time to sit back and listen to his knowledge and experiences of the business. Just a great time. Thank you, Sin. Make sure you guys go ahead and check him out on social media. He's got some dates coming up for wrestling if you're going to be in the area down in the south there in some couple different locations. Check that out. He's got the wrestling action figures going on. Truly, truly, truly cool things to look at there. He's doing a great job. Thanks again, once again, Sin Bodhi. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Like I said, Kenny Killa, formerly of the Sunday Segway, now doing the dad cast. And Just Jesse, she's blowing up her wrestling opinion and everything else she's got going on is just phenomenally hot right now. Can't wait to talk to her for the first time. So check that out. Tomorrow morning, Chair Shot Radio, Royal Rumble Preview. Who's going to win the Rumble, folks? I'm so excited. I, I just love the countdown. I, it's going to be a little different without the crowd, but hey, it's Royal Rumble nonetheless. The road to WrestleMania has begun. TheChairShot.com has got you covered, and so does Chair Shot Radio Network. My name is PC Tunney. We'll talk to you tomorrow. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.